Well, good morning. Good to see you guys through the camera. Your house is looking great. Family's out in the room. I hope you had an incredible time of worship in the house. Um, hopefully just a few more weeks before we get together. Just want to say thank you to all the owners of Pearl Street Church for your faithfulness, your generosity. Man, your overwhelming just support through this entire experience. Uh, our church is great, man. I just love our church. I love you. We're a great church. And man, uh, I'm proud to be a part of it. Now, we're jumping into this conversation today. We have a, we've had a couple conversations really pre, uh, pre-death, pre you know, pre-crucifixion, post-crucifixion. We find it last, last week. And this week, I want to jump into a conversation around being powered up being powered up. Have you ever been in a moment in time where you've had an experience, something that has happened to you, um, an opportunity that you had that you could just not wait to share with somebody else? I don't know about you. I mean, there's moments and times whenever somebody gets pregnant. I know Heather and I just couldn't wait to tell people, man, we're pregnant. I mean, these these incredible uh, social media posts that are out there. Heather and I, we jumped on a bike. She was sitting on the handlebars. I was holding them. We were doing a little kiss to show our love. Then we had a little rope tied to a tricycle behind us. And it was that aw moment. We're having a baby. This incredible moment. It's so exciting. I remember, you know, when we were launching the church, I just couldn't wait to tell people, man, ah, we're launching the church. It's so exciting. I mean, opportunities of job and career. The first one, the first opportunity I had, couldn't wait to tell somebody. It's something about experiences, first experiences that, man, are just so exciting. And this excitement leads towards sharing, telling somebody. I mean, I don't know if you've ever had, I mean, I'm sure you had a moment like that in your life where you had an experience, something that has happened that you just couldn't wait to share with somebody else. Maybe you're like Heather, you get information or something, you just can't wait to share it. And there's no secrets with Heather. I'll just tell you that right now. My wife will share it with you. She's got a present for you. She's going to give it to you. It doesn't matter if it's three months before your birthday. She just can't hold on. She's got to give it away. She's got to share it. She's got to, you know, she's just that type of person. You know, uh, there's something interesting about first experiences to second experiences. First time we experience it. Oh my God, it's amazing. Second time it's, it was great. You know, I think about like, uh, you know, the, the first child, and we had our first child taking thousands of pictures. Second child, nah, we take about 100. It's like that second child, third child syndrome. I, I feel sorry for all the third child. I was a second child, so at least I got some. Third children, I don't even know if there's one picture of them. But there's something about these experiences, and really the crux of it is that it's exciting whenever we first experience it. But what happens in the process when we already had an experience, Right. Is it, is it familiarity breeds contempt in our life? Is it, is it that, you know, it's just not as exciting anymore or, you know, we just don't have that same joy? Well, you look at the, in the story, in the Acts 2 story, in, in Jesus' uh, resurrected body, he's hanging out with his disciples for 40 days. I mean, in Acts, it talks about that he, he showed himself and made it very evident to his believers that he was alive, he, he was resurrected. You know, in this process, I, I love inside of here that Jesus is, is bringing their minds and their, their understanding back to a place of what he's already said. He was going to be handed over and he kept on reiterating, but he's going to send the advocate. He's going to send the Holy Spirit. You know, the same thing happens uh, in Acts where he hangs out with his disciples, his you know, those that, he was, uh, that were following him and, and believers at that moment in time. And, and he's showing him his resurrected body. And, and they would still ask this question. In Acts 1, verse number 4, and Luke's given this account. 
It says, once when they were eating with him, uh, with him, once he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift promise, as I told you before. John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So don't go until you receive. But you skip down to verse number six, the next verse, they ask this question. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore your, our, uh, our kingdom? You know, imagine Jesus sitting here thinking like, man, asking all these questions, asking all these questions. Why are you asking all these questions? Assuming? <laughs> imagine, he, like after he's already told them multiple times over, hey, my kingdom's not of this earth. They keep on asking the question. The front end of here, though, he, he's pulling their minds back to where the focus should be. Remember, remember, I'm telling you, I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. And he says, hey, don't go anywhere until you have received the Holy Spirit. Don't go until you've received. Don't go until you have received. Let me just tell you a little side note. If you're in here today with a big decision inside of your life, don't go until you have received. Let me just tell you, big decisions inside of your life. Don't go, don't move until you have received confirmation. You've received peace from the Holy Spirit. It'll save you time, energy, effort, and a whole lot of money and a whole lot of heartache. Don't go until you receive the peace of the Holy Spirit. Jesus on the front end of his, his ministry tells his followers, don't leave this place until you receive. He would go on to say in uh, Acts chapter 7 and 8, and it's one of my most favorite skip scriptures in all of the Bible. I love this because it just speaks to the power that we have and what Jesus was wanting to leave us. In Acts chapter 1, verse number 7, he says, he replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those, set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know but you will receive power. Come on. We will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. You will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The front end of this conversation, Jesus is making it clear. Get your eyes off of this right here and get your eyes on heaven because you're going to receive this power, this supernatural power. And when you receive it, you're gonna go be witness. I'll tell you today, number one, we are powered to be witnesses. We are powered to be witnesses. That is what the Holy Spirit has given to us, that we have this power and this joy, and man, we can rise up and go be witnesses. And you know, you find inside of the story that as these disciples and these followers of Jesus, as they are in Jerusalem, they're in the upper room, they are waiting, and man, they're in excitement. They're, they, they're trusting the messenger. He said we're not to leave until we receive the Holy Spirit. We don't know what this is gonna look like, but we are waiting for this moment. And I don't know about you, you gotta really trust the messenger. If they're saying, don't do something until I let you know, or until you receive this, or until you get another, uh, you get the confirmation, don't do it. You got to really wait, especially um, if it's of a, uh, importance. And the believers would wait in the upper room, pray uh, for a long period of time. And then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit falls upon them. 
like a cloud of fire comes in, rest on every person, filled up with the Holy Spirit. And the beautiful thing inside of here is what do they do? They step outside of this house. They're in Jerusalem. There's multiple different uh, people from different regions inside of uh, our different areas of the region, all the way down to Egypt. And they're all there. And you have these individuals that are full of the Holy Spirit, excited. Have you ever been there inside of your life, that first experience that you had where, man, you received something, you, you felt the presence of Jesus. You felt something supernatural that defied your reasoning. And man, all of a sudden you had this power and you just felt this weight come off your shoulder. You felt this excitement rise up inside of you. This is where the believers are at this moment in time. And they go outside and they begin to speak. And the crazy thing is when they begin to speak, they're not speaking in their known language. They're speaking in all the languages of all the people that are represented in Jerusalem at that right time. Multiple different dialects, multiple different languages. And what are they doing? They're all speaking of the goodness of God. They're speaking of uh, Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and Messiah. They're speaking of his resurrection. They're speaking of his plan for salvation. And all of these people are looking like, what in the world is going on? These people are, are either good on some good stuff or, man, they must be drunk. One of them shouted out, man, oh, these people are drunk. And Peter just steps up and he's like, no, how can they be drunk? It's nine o'clock in the morning. They can't be drunk. Obviously, the Holy Spirit has fallen upon him. And, and Paul, uh, Peter would begin to express and begin to talk about the Old Testament accounts of man, the Holy One would not rot in the grave and speak of Jesus Christ as being the resurrected Lord and Savior and Messiah. They would, he would speak of uh, who Jesus Christ was and what he had done. And these people, you know, Peter would speak of the Holy Spirit that was promised that would come. And these people being full of the Holy Spirit. And he began to get you know, this incredible account and all these people begin to look and, and, and believe exactly what Peter is saying. And they'd even come to this moment in time where they say, you know what? Well, what, what, must, what, what must we do? How do we receive this? What, how, what, what, we must, what must we do? And Peter would go on to speak in Acts chapter 2, verse number 38. It says, Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away. All who have been called by the Lord our God. They go from this moment in time where they're thinking, man, they're drunk towards, wow, how could this be? This obviously has got to be something supernatural. What must we do? It's repentance. Repentance and forgiveness of sin in Jesus Christ to receive the Holy Spirit. You know, John the Baptist would speak of this. Matthew chapter 3, you would speak that I baptize you with water, but there's one that's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And man, his winnowing fork is ready to clear the floor and clear out the chaos inside of our lives. John the Baptist would talk about that, that Jesus would baptize with the Holy Spirit. When we receive him, we give our lives over to him. We have the forgiveness of our sins and we're baptized by the Holy Spirit. You know what this baptism is? Man, we're, we're powered to go and be witnesses exactly what these people do. But when we're baptized with the Holy Spirit, man, we're powered to be transformed. We are powered to be transformed. The Holy Spirit powers us and transforms us. Just like John the Baptist said, he baptizes us with the Holy Spirit and our heart goes from dark to light. We go from self-centered, selfish to a loving person towards the world. 
you know, individuals that are being, have been transformed. We are powered to be transformed into a heart of love. You know, probably one of the greatest things that can happen to any individual is to go from, man, love of self to love of people. Man, the Bible talks about that they would know us by our love. It's this transformation that happens on the inside of our lives. You know, Paul would talk about this in Galatians chapter, uh, chapter verse number five. He says, but we who live by the spirit eagerly wait to receive by faith the righteousness God has promised us. For when we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is important is by faith or is faith expressing itself in love. We put ourselves in Christ, this baptism that happens in transformation inside of our hearts. And man, what is, what is important here is he's saying is this faith is expressed in love. We see, you know, this transformation happen, that we are transformed from the inside out. We go from death to life, and this transformation happens from eyes on self to eyes towards the world. There's no greater love than to give up your life for another. This transformation that we're willing to give up for somebody else. You know, today, maybe you're in a place where, man, the transformation that you've had is not complete. Maybe you have not fully been transformed. I mean, you, you feel secure in your salvation. You've given your life towards Christ. But man, you haven't had the transformation to get your eyes off of self and be transformed in love. You know, you find in the Acts 2 story that these people that have been baptized by the Holy Spirit have had transformation on the inside of their lives. It carries out in verse number 42, where it talks about all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. Man, they met together doing, uh, following the uh, the apostles' teaching, following the word, the truth of God's word. And it says, the deep sense of awe came over all of them. The apostles performed many miracles, signs, and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything that they had. There was a transformation from self to others. It said, they sold their property and their possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. You find that, man, they were powered to be transformed. They had this incredible inward transformation where they enjoyed being around other people. They enjoyed the fellowship of other believers. They enjoyed giving, being generous to those that were in need, those that were um, a part of their community, those that were in need around them. You know, this only comes from a transformation on the inside of somebody's heart. That man, when they've been powered by the Holy Spirit to come in, man, go and be witnesses, powered to be transformed. That man, it's not about me, it's about the world that they would move from a place of self towards others. You know, the Holy Spirit also, man, we are powered to live free. Let me just tell you today, whatever you are walking in, whatever you are struggling with, you are empowered by the Holy Spirit to live free. In Galatians 5, moving down from where we just read, Paul would go on to say in verse number 13, he says, so let it, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. 
These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. Every person has the thumbprint of God upon their life. Every person, God has breathed life into their lungs. Every person is created in the image of God. You know, it's walking apart from God that now we conform to the ways of this world, conform to the ideas of the ruler of this world, the enemy, the devil. And I'll tell you, when we're, we have the power of the Holy Spirit, I love about our Heavenly Father that he's not, He doesn't just leave us to our own selfish, sinful desires, but he says, I'm giving you the advocate, the Holy Spirit, to power you to live free from sin, to, to power you to press against those desires that wants to do opposite of your good intentions. I mean, he says these desires leads towards deceit and evilness and, and destruction. It leads towards envy and, and drunkenness and wild partying. And all of these things leads towards lust and greed these chaotic things, but he's given us the power. I mean, we have the power to live free from this destructiveness. And when we are powered by the Holy Spirit, now we have the ability to produce fruit out of our lives that comes with love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. We have the power to live free from this. And I pray that across the board in our church community, that today as we see the Acts 2 church be empowered by the Holy Spirit, that is the promise of what Jesus said he would do, Understand that it is the good gift of our Heavenly Father to give us the Holy Spirit, to not leave us void of the power necessary to face the vices of this world. We are powered up here today to press against those things that we don't get entangled in sin that wants to drag us into a chaotic life. We have the power of the Holy Spirit here today to overcome that. As we know what the Bible says, man, we can resist the devil and he shall flee from us. So if you are here today, let me just encourage you, if you are entangled in sin, if, man, your heart has not been transformed, if you are here today, you know, and you are not a witness, you can't speak of the goodness of God, maybe it's time to say, God, I want you to come into my life. Man, I want you to move in my heart. Maybe you need to do what Peter says, man, I just repent of my sins. I want to be forgiven uh, by Jesus Christ. Maybe you need to be baptized here today. Yes, in water, but man, you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit that you can be powered up to face all of these things. And today you can walk away from sin. You can walk away from the vices that are dragging you down. You can walk away from the enemy that has manipulated you into a life that is not righteous, manipulated you into a life that is not what God has designed for you. All we have to do is say, God, we want your presence. All we got to do is ask and our Heavenly Father will give us the gift of the Holy Spirit. I pray today across our church community that we just begin to open up our hearts and our lives to say, God, we want your presence. We want you. We want you to be in us. We want you to be working through us. Man, you said there would be signs and wonders. You said that greater we would do than you did here on this earth. We would do the same and more. You said that when we're empowered by the Holy Spirit, we would go. Man, we can see as the Acts believers, when they had the Holy Spirit, there was generosity. There was joy being around other people. There was love being expressed. Pray throughout our church community here today that, man, we want this presence, that as we are powered up, man, we are transformed. Love is on the inside of us. We are free of sin. Man, we are witnesses. Come on, let's worship as we allow the presence of God to come into our lives. It was so good to have you tuned in right here today. 
for this message. I pray that you are encouraged and you are strengthened inside of your faith. Man, you are confident here today in, in accomplishing what God has laid out for you to do as a believer, whatever sphere of influence that you are in. I pray that you are ready to get it done. Now, our kids' experience is coming up next. Make sure you jump online, get your kids around. They'll be encouraged to get ready for their week. Outside of that, keep on making a difference in the world in which God has destined you to lead in. Have a great week.